Seeing in the spirit is using mental images while communicating publicly for content and for meaning. My talk today begins with a seed as an example as an, and also as an attempt to show what insight, wisdom and knowledge looks like physically for us. My story is about what I grew from a seed and how I had to remove the growing plant in my spirit to live positively. I do not want to harvest bad from it for my Christian faith. While listening to a physical argument taking place one summer afternoon on my way home, it, be, it had been a very long and trying day. I was minding my own business while sitting down in a crowded bus. Actually, it was more like overcrowded to say the least. As you can imagine, distraction was everywhere. I used to think smart ones carried earphones, but I'm not so sure about that because their ears were carrying so much more random messages of uncertainty. There is no possibility that you could be still with your mind. I am also convinced experts who practice mind relaxation therapy would find this task difficult to master as well. Nevertheless, my attention was focused on the argument I was not quite sure if it was going to involve drastic measures removing them off the bus or be carrying injured survivors off instead. But still, with all the commotion, I sat back and realised what I was seeing for the first time was an image to what our fruits in physical form before the cross looks like and what it appeared to look like as interference to our peace, quiet and contentment. Then I noticed me having some of that fruit in my spirit and a need of drastic action to remove it because it will have the potential to corrupt my soul and in every good thing I have to harvest through my Christian faith for Christ. Please understand me, I'm not talking about fruit you buy like apples, oranges or bananas from the market. I'm talking about the fruits you grow in your spirit they are recognised in Galatians 5, 22-23 and are only one form of fruits. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 17-19 to 19, reminds us that the same time with judgment. Verse 17, it is either good or bad. Verse 18, it can't be grafted variety like today in garden nurseries. In verse 19, is the instructions to cut it down and throw it into the fire. Again in Luke chapter 3 verse 9 it tells us the axe is laid at the root of the trees. Thank goodness these pictures build up a mental image. This is called seeing in the spirit and what we should do with our conduct and behavior. If it is bad, cut it out. Don't let it have a chance to destroy the good in you. I watched these two people on the bus. It suddenly became a drama show being presented. I looked around and to my astonishment, I was watching all the different kinds of fruit become active in people. They conducted themselves in all sorts of manner, which was not appropriate. They became aggressive, arrogant, some were gossiping, others were passing hostile comments, 
Many were shouting disapprovals. People were getting fidgety and behaving annoyed. They sometimes were starting to grow. They themselves were starting to grow in a bad way from the two having an argument. The, drivers, the driver spoke with authority. He pulled over and put them off the bus and warned others if they continued, he will do the same to them. With a loud voice from nowhere, spoke loud and clear and reminded everyone, this is the last bus for the night. And they were sure, and they were sure no one would like to be stranded this late into the night. Could we all take our seats? This was like an ax to the root. It cut the problem down. The two who were argumentative apologised for the behaviour and conduct, assuring everyone they will not continue while on this bus. Some time had passed since that day, and to my surprise, I happened to have a chance meeting with one of them. It was remarkable of the transformation that had taken place since that day. Sitting down over a coffee, we began to chat and as he shared his story, I could not believe what I was listening to. He was a man at the end of his tether because of the hardships he was having after they had a catastrophe struck him and his family, making them lose everything but the clothes they were wearing. They were indeed, as the title says, shipwrecked and stranded on an island knowing nobody. He at first didn't care for God or the Bible, as where he came from, that he was born into a Christian community and they practiced biblical beliefs. But as he recalled, it was the voice speaking into his night with compassion. He was amazed because they didn't ask for anything or for favours in return, getting the bus driver to change his mind. I continued to ask him, why did it have such an impact with him? And in those words, it was the very thing his wife shared with him before leaving home that day. And, they, and that really is what saved him. He too sees now how the Bible teaches. From that point, from that point on, he went to church, studies the Bible, and grows as a disciple following Jesus. He too saw the dark side of himself and didn't like it. For him, it took losing everything, his possessions, health, wealth, and well-being, to make him realize what he was losing was his identity in Christ and with God and it took the work of the Holy Spirit to break through with the truth. Life has been given back to him again. It took a complete stranger to show what compassion, mercy and forgiveness looks like for Christ. His wife's faith in spirit and in truth never ceased worshipping Jesus. She knew they would be saved that day and not as the world gives, rather as God gives salvation. He admits the way he thought back then and how he thinks now are not the same. He was devastated. He has devoted his time in building his family, 
with the Bible as their source of help, comfort and reliance for living. I am so grateful for his story. I removed the seed of disbelief from my life. After seeing what disbelief can do to you and the way it affects how you view the world, I became richer for it. I am glad seeing in the Spirit is a blessing from God through Jesus and is used by the Holy Spirit. I know for me, people often remark on how trusting I am towards a total stranger. With a smile, I share the gospel. The only way anyone can really know Jesus is like Romans 12:2, which helps us to understand better. That is, verse 2, do not be confirmed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and perfect and acceptable will of God. It makes the Bible become clear who Jesus really is for us today, yesterday, today and forevermore with salvation. If you have never asked for Jesus to come into your life and would like to do so, please contact your local church for assistance. Come and explore the meaningful scriptures from the Bible. Enjoy what was written long ago and still has relevance for us to be encouraged in our present times as a blessing. Life with Faith Ministries presents Looking at Life Differently, a series communicating hope with Donna Moss, your life coach. Today on Sabbath day, Seventh-day Adventist Church, February 15, 2020, our lesson was titled, From the Stormy Sea to the Clouds of Heaven. The scriptures it drew the study around was Daniel chapter 7, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 1 to 12, Mark chapter 13 verse 26, Matthew chapter 8 verse 20, Matthew chapter 9 verse 6, Luke chapter 9 verse 26. The story details in Daniel chapter 7 with Daniel and his dream and in Daniel chapter 2 it deals with King Nebuchadnezzar's dream. Genesis chapter 1 verse 2 reminds us all power and authority belongs to who. I found this to be a brilliant study today for the reasons it was written. It was dealing with four on the cross, so to speak. Truth versus lies and life versus death. In Daniel chapter 2, a test was given by King Nebuchadnezzar was in two parts. Firstly, telling him the dream and then giving its meaning. Daniel chapter 2 verse 2. 
He called the Council of Magicians, Astrologers, Sorcerers and Chaldeans who are occults and if they could answer his request and if they couldn't they would be put to death. Some time passes and word reaches Daniel and he accepts the plight of the king. Daniel and three others named Shedrach, Meshach, Abednego, who were disciples of Christ, prayed for their, with their faith and trust in the Lord to answer the king's request. After a short time, God made it known with Daniel the answer the king seeks and also the preparation for the people to see the glory of God before him. And at this point, we should add that it was not magicians, astrologers, sorcerers, Chaldeans, or those who practice in the cults. Daniel reveals the dream and the interpretation meaning. Great news. They live to tell another story because it was correct. In Daniel chapter 2 verse 20 shows his prayer. In Daniel chapter 2 verse 21 it shows his actions. In Daniel chapter 2 verse 24 it shows grace for wise men sought. In Daniel chapter 2, verse 26, he speaks with faith, with conviction over the dream and its interpretation for God. In Daniel 20, chapter 2, verse 47, the king confesses Daniel's God is a true God, Lord of kings and revealer of secrets. Daniel was rewarded for his faith with God before the king to a powerful position with the king and to the people because he also returned the glory of God back to the Babylonians. For Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they also lived. I don't know about you, but I would be feeling relieved right now considering how the others died. But wait, this was history. Even though it is a true account that actually happened, how does this apply for us today? It left me thinking about the Holy Spirit and the glory of God against the magicians, astrologers, sorcerers and Chaldeans who were practicing occults. When churches are under fire that have Pharisees, rulers, Sadducees type of groups of people and systems governing the church movement. And when churches have appointed apostolics, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers, atheists are leading people astray with the Bible so there is no life in the church which God does love. It's a bit like how Daniel showed the king. He knows our thoughts, words and deeds because he reveals to us 
the truth. God is the same yesterday, today and forevermore. I can picture through my mental image a thought of a hand releasing a dove to the air. God brings to life that thought with a bird flapping itself before your eyes, not once, but twice in two different places to get your attention so you could see who God is. As for a witness and testimonials, it reminded me of one of Jesus' teachings. He uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise who rule with witchcraft, magic, astrology, sorcery, and practice the occult. Because he will use our faith and trust in him so every knee shall bow and confess he is Lord. God is living and not just as a story written from long ago, but very present today. He is a God who loves to communicate and be actively involved with us and through humanity. I would like to give this invitation from me to you. If you or someone you know would like to accept Christ as your Lord and Saviour, please contact your, lo your local church. Come and explore the meaningful scriptures from the Bible. Enjoy what was written long ago and still has relevance for us to be encouraged in our present times as a blessing. Life with Faith Ministries presents Looking at Life Differently, a series communicating hope with Donna Moss, your life coach. Today on Sabbath Day, Seventh-day Adventist Church, February 15th, 2020, our lesson was titled, From the Stormy Sea to the Clouds of Heaven. The scriptures it drew the study around was Daniel chapter 7, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1 to 12, Mark chapter 13, verse 26, Matthew chapter 8, verse 20, Matthew chapter 9, verse 6, Luke chapter 9, verse 26. The story details in Daniel chapter 7 with Daniel and his dream. And in Daniel chapter 2, it deals with King Nebuchadnezzar's dream. Genesis chapter 1 verse 2 reminds us all power and authority belongs to who. I found this to be a brilliant study today for the reasons it was written. It was dealing with four on the cross, so to speak. Truth versus lies and life versus death. In Daniel chapter 2, a test was given by King Nebuchadnezzar was in two parts. Firstly, telling him the dream 
and then giving its meaning. Janel chapter 2 verse 2. He called the council of magicians, astrologers, sorcerers and Chaldeans who are occults and if they could answer his request and if they couldn't they would be put to death. Some time passes and word reaches Daniel and he accepts the plight of the king. Daniel and three others named Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego who were disciples of Christ, prayed for their, with their faith and trust in the Lord to answer the king's request. After a short time, God made it known with Daniel the answer the king seeks and also the preparation for the people to see the glory of God before him. And at this point, we should add that it was not magicians, astrologers, sorcerers, Chaldeans or those who practicing the cults. Daniel reveals the dream and the interpretation meaning. Great news, they live to tell another story because it was correct. In Daniel chapter 2 verse 20 shows his prayer. In Daniel chapter 2 verse 21 it shows his actions in Daniel chapter 2 verse 24 it shows grace for wise men sought in Daniel chapter 2 verse 26 he speaks with faith with conviction over the dream and its interpretation for God. In Daniel 20, chapter 2 verse 47 the king confesses Daniel's God is a true God, Lord of kings and revealer of secrets. Daniel was rewarded for his faith with God before the king to a powerful position with the king and to the people because he also returned the glory of God back to the Babylonians. For Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they also lived. I don't know about you, but I would be feeling relieved right now, considering how the others died. But wait, this was history. Even though it is a true account that actually happened, how does this apply for us today? It left me thinking about the Holy Spirit and the glory of God against the magicians, astrologers, sorcerers and Chaldeans who were practicing occults. When churches are under fire that have Pharisees, rulers, Sadducees type of groups of people and systems governing the church movement and when churches have appointed apostolics, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers, atheists are leading people astray with the Bible so there is no life in the church which God does love. It's a bit like how Daniel showed the king 
He knows our thoughts, words and deeds because he reveals to us the truth. God is the same yesterday, today and forevermore. I can picture through my mental image a thought of a hand releasing a dove to the air. God brings to life that thought with a bird flapping itself before your eyes, not once, but twice in two different places to get your attention so you could see who God is. As for a witness and testimonials, it reminded me of one of Jesus' teachings. He uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise who rule with witchcraft, magic, astrology, sorcery and practice the occult because he will use our faith and trust in him so every knee shall bow and confess he is Lord. God is living and not just as a story written from long ago but very present today. He is a God who loves to communicate and be actively involved with us and through humanity. I would like to give this invitation from me to you. If you or someone you know would like to accept Christ as your Lord and Saviour, please contact your, lo your local church.